Note from the Blue. The moment that changed my life was not accompanied by thunderclaps, fireworks or symbols, as one might expect from life-changing moments. In fact, it was a very ordinary day. What could be life-changing about a piece of paper slipped under a windscreen wiper? There I was, a young woman, still a bit sleepy, halfway on her commute to work. It was a late summer Monday morning, the sky cloudy. I may have been late. I recall I was feeling pretty grumpy. The route was pleasant enough, following lanes winding through the Northamptonshire countryside. The hedges were green and beyond them harvested fields of stubble. Then, as is normal for late summer in England, it started to spit with rain. I grumbled some more and put the windscreen wipers on. As I did so, I noticed a scrap of paper caught in one. My mood darkened further as I suspected it was a message from a neighbour complaining I had parked in the wrong place. I had only moved to Northampton a few weeks before. My reason for the move was due to a job promotion. I'd left the hubbub of London, commuting on public transport and living in a shared house, to driving my own car and living alone for the first time in my life. I'd set up home in a third floor rented flat, in a cul-de-sac with several other modern blocks and with a communal parking area below. The piece of paper fluttered. I could have just let it blow away, but I thought it might be important. I pulled the car over and grabbed the folded sheet. I'd take a look at it later. I forgot about the note during the morning and it was midday before I got round to reading the message. And it wasn't what I expected. On a page that looked as if it was torn out from an exercise book, written in ink, was something along the lines of I've seen you in the car park. Come and have a coffee with me sometime. So it was from a neighbour, not a complaint, but an invitation. His address was a flat in the adjoining block to me. My first thought was that this was from some sort of weirdo guy watching me from his flat. But then again, it could be from somebody just wanting to be friendly to a new neighbour. I've not always found it easy to make friends, and I told myself that when I moved from London to my new job, that if I was invited out for a meal or coffee, then I would do it. I'd thought that kind of offer would come from my new colleagues, not this out of the blue type of invite. Now I had a decision to make. Would I keep that promise to myself to be sociable or not? I did what any sensible 20-something-year-old woman would do. In my lunch hour, I went out and bought a book on graphology. In these days of emails and texts, graphology, the study and analysis of handwriting, is a dying art. But PCs and smartphones were a while away in the mid-80s. Over the next couple of days, I studied the handwriting Conveniently, there was a section on the action of the compulsive, deluded or mentally disturbed. 
I could find none of the telltale traits in the handwriting displayed. There were no backward-facing loops or repression in the understrokes that would indicate a psychopath. After some deliberation, I concluded that it was written by an educated man who liked literature. I decided I'd take my chances. My first impressions were not great. There had been a fire in the stairwell of my neighbour's block, so the staircase and door of the flat were blackened and a smoky smell remained. I knocked on the door and waited. After a few moments, the door opened. The bloke standing there looked remarkably normal. He invited me in. His walls were lined with books on makeshift brick and plank shelving. It turned out that he was an English teacher who had studied post-grad literature. I silently applauded myself for my accurate reading of his handwriting sample. We had that first coffee. My neighbour told me later that it was an unusual thing for him to have done, writing a note and putting it on a stranger's car. I won't elaborate on the relationship that gradually did, developed from friendship to romance, but suffice to say, we have just celebrated our 34th wedding anniversary. As I said at the start, the moment that changed my life was not accompanied by thunderclaps of fireworks or symbols. However, it intrigues me that the life-changing moment came about when two people acted out of character, and the fact that a scrappy piece of paper did not blow away when the windscreen wipers started to move. Perhaps I just didn't hear the thunder.